we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Brittany Anderson here, and today we have a guest from the inside. Yes, with me today, you're about to meet and or get to know a little bit better, Amber Knips. Amber is a wealth advisor on our team who helps people see possibility through life's greatest and most challenging transitions. She's someone who has total passion and conviction for what she does. Using her empathetic and sincere approach, she has made it her mission to build deepened relationships with her clients, all while helping them cultivate a financial plan that helps them focus on what they most enjoy. As a certified financial planner, uh, she specializes in retirement planning and is passionate about building relationships with her clients beyond investment management. While she thrives on the fine details of a well-executed plan and loves herself a good spreadsheet, she will tell you that the best part of her job is in seeing her clients' growth over time after they've experienced a major life transition. She often hears from her clients, I wish I would have known you before before that divorce, before losing a spouse, before the job change, before retirement. She wants to change the conversation instead to, I'm so glad I had you. When she's not helping her clients live their retirement dreams, you will find this old soul canning, baking, or spending quality time with her little ones. I'd like to welcome Miss Amber Knips. Let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Uh, Brittany Anderson here, and today I am so pumped, so excited to bring you our special guest. I have with me Miss Amber Knips. Amber, how are you? Wonderful. You know, it's it's a good day to have a good day. For those that don't know, Amber is one of our very own, and we've been talking about having this conversation for a while now. So to bring this to you, we're really excited about this. So Amber, I want to frame this a little bit. I know I touched on this in your bio, but you know, your whole mission and whole purpose has really been to help people not only plan for their future, but create an even bigger future than what they can envision for themselves. So I would love for you to just share a little bit of your background. You know, what got you to this point? Why did you get into this? field? You know, it's, it's kind of amazing reflecting and looking back because I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, good and bad. And sometimes the bad needs to happen to get to the good. And, you know, I'm so passionate about transitions because I've been part of a lot of transitions in my life. And 
you know, ultimately I was raised by a single parent, a little bit different than a lot of people as I was raised by a single dad. And there were so many times where we saw him struggle and we saw him have to work really hard and do a lot of things that, you know, he maybe he shouldn't have had to do just to make sure that we had a good life. And ultimately I would see that. And I knew that he had to make a lot of sacrifices. And as a kid, it caused us to maybe grow up pretty fast and in a good way, because it caused me to be very empathetic. That's, you know, something that a lot of people who work with me too know is that I'm a really empathetic person. And sometimes maybe to a fault, as my husband says, (laughs) he's like, no more Hallmark movies, (laughs) but, but it helps me really relate. And, you know, seeing, seeing my dad go through that struggle, I always said, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to be able to be prepared for some of life's unknowns. You know, you never plan to get divorced and have two kids age three and four, but, you know, sometimes being able to do different things in advance helps you get to that point where some of those different types of transitions get a little bit easier. I went into getting furthering my education saying, I want to be able to help people when they're going through really tough times. And I can't see blood, can't stand blood. So this is the next best thing for me. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. And, you know, being able to settle into working with Sweet Financial over a decade ago has just been kind of everything falling into place too. When my husband was changing jobs and he went home that night and was looking at different jobs online, he found Sweet Financial, he found the house that he wanted to move into, and it was things fell right into place and here I am. And it's just been, it's been really great. Mm. You know, Amber, I know you and I have talked about this a lot about how we have similar backgrounds, very different, but, but very similar at the same time. And, you know, both of us have had this, this drive or this motivation to create even more opportunities for, you know, the next generation for our kids, create more opportunities for the people that we help be it within and amongst the team or with, with clients that you serve. So not everyone always has that focus or that awareness for creating that even better situation than what you went through. So I would love for you to comment after working with so many people over the years, so many clients in different transitions that they've experienced, where do you see people getting the most stuck or kind of getting in their way the most? I think one of the biggest things is saving for retirement. We all know we need to save, right? Everybody's had that burned into their brains for so long. You know, one of the biggest struggles I see is changing that mindset and being okay with spending Mm -hmm. and getting caught up in, well, I, I can't spend now that I'm in retirement because the goal was to save as much as possible. But what I'm finding is, you know, with my clients that are in their eighties and into their nineties, they have a lot of regrets. And they're like, well, that's great. I have these big account balances, but I missed out on some really big opportunities that were maybe important just to get there because they were so worried about overspending. And, you know, that's oftentimes something that we see is overspending most of the time isn't an issue, but underspending is, and that can be a problem. Mm. You know, and don't you think it would be fair to say to Amber that we often see people 
fall into that range versus the other, meaning that people tend to be more frugal than they do in, you know, maybe overspending or, or over committing themselves. So I've always thought that was interesting because it doesn't really matter the wealth that's accumulated. There's still that little bit of fear where they move out of the accumulation phase and into the distribution phase of life. So it's mm-hmm. just, a, it's a different mindset. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of what we do is giving them permission almost to spend, you know, going through the planning and spending the time saying, okay, here's what I have. Here's how I'm invested. Here's all the expenses and all the things that I'm doing. And, you know, oftentimes when I get those, it's the bare minimum. It's like, okay, cell phone is X, TV is X, groceries. And it doesn't include some of those big things. But then in the conversations, they're like, I would love to take a family trip you know, to the the Black Hills or Hawaii or whatever it may be and building that in and showing them it can work. You know, here's what that would mean. You know, maybe it means changing things around a little bit or maybe it doesn't, but being able to see and have that permission almost to say, okay, I can do that. Mm. You know, I think it's so interesting too, because as I think about your title here at Sweet Financial Partners, technically you're a wealth advisor, but as I listen to you talk, you know, about your different interactions and the things that you've helped people overcome, it's almost like you're a fear mitigator too, where you're able to help create. And and just like you gave example to these scenarios to help people overcome those fears and move through them and take action in their life. Whereas without some sort of you know leader, really, which is what you are without that leader and without that person kind of giving them permission, there's a lot that could potentially be left on the table especially when it comes to experiences. So Amber, from your own, like your own example, what, what's some example in your life where you've overcame fear and you didn't let it stop you from maybe a moment of growth of opportunity of learning, you know, whatever that may be. So no offense, Brittany, but I have a big fear of podcasts, (laughs) 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 videos, (laughs) And, you know, it's something that gives me a lot of anxiety and I stress about and I worry about, and, you know, it kind of consumes me a little bit because I have this perfectionist mentality. And I know we've talked a lot about the 80-20 rule, get yourself 80% there because nobody knows the remaining 20%, but I do. And then I struggle with that of wanting to say things perfect, not flub, you know, always look at the camera, have that great (laughs) smile on and it's hard. So you know, that's something that I really have struggled with because I really like detail and all the things and having to set that aside, knowing that people don't love detail like I do and they don't want to know all the things, but it's kind of my security blanket. So getting in front of, you know, people and speaking and doing some of those things gets me way out of my comfort zone, being able to try and move past that to know I have a lot of information that I know that not a lot of people know. And it's more beneficial to get it out there and to help as many people as I can. And that gets me closer to my mission and what I want to do, even though I have a nervous tummy all day (laughs) up until that point. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and it's funny because I'm, I'm sitting over here laughing and again, Amber, as she said, she's been here for over a decade. So I've had the great uh, blessing of working closely with her for a long time. And the thing that she's not going to say here is that she's so humble in her approach. Amber is, and I'm going to say this to you directly, Amber, like you are wonderful on video and you're wonderful in these types of conversations. And I've watched you shine, uh, you know, when we've done joint presentations together and, you know, you're so right that there's information that you have that people can truly benefit from. And I think that spins us a little bit to kind of the opposite side of fear, because, you know, what we do at Sweet Financial is we bring people through what's called our, our dream architect process, you know, to make it really simple, black and white without giving all the details that Amber wants me to give, you know, it's really high level. It's, it's bringing people through a certain process to help them realize their biggest dreams and then letting some somebody like Amber kind of dot the I's, cross the T's and, and help make sure that they're achieving all that they want to achieve, that they're striving for their biggest goals and dreams. So Amber, again, for context, for our listeners, you know, what does dreaming big truly mean to you? You know, I think that dreaming big means thinking about some of the things that are more than just financial related because oftentimes that's what people get so caught up in when we talk about dreams. They'll be maybe, oh, I'm too old for dreams or I'm too old for goals. I mean, I know you've heard that a ton too. And that's, it's just not true. And it's, it's kind of changing the mindset a little bit to maybe think of it as more of managing regrets of what would you regret not doing? And then thinking about maybe I should be doing some of those things now. Because I can't tell you how many times I've sat with someone and they're like, I really wish I would have taken that trip with my spouse before something happened to them. But at the time, they didn't think they had that dream of taking all these big trips or doing all that travel. But now that that's taken away, it is a, it is a dream and it is a goal. You know, working through the dream architect really helps have all those conversations and maybe think of things that you didn't realize that you wanted to do or that were important to you and putting them into context and into numbers and thinking about it a little bit more because ultimately our money is here to help us have experiences. Whether your experience is traveling the world or your experience is spending a ton of time with family, your, your money and your investments are there to help provide those experiences, whatever it may be. And not just getting so caught up in, well, I can pay my bills every month. You know, I'm more than happy. It's thinking about taking that a step farther. Mm. And, and Amber, I think too, and again, this is a conversation that we have a lot internally is that, you know, dreaming big or dreams just by nature, everybody has a different definition to it. So I think sometimes the misconception is that people think about, you know, sweet financial talking about dreams, that it has to be these big lavish vacations or some material thing like a second home or a, an awesome car or whatever that is. And I think you would attest, and maybe you can give some context to this, that a lot of times what people are looking for is really a return on their time. You know, they want to spend time with loved ones. They want to take their grandkids fishing. They want to, you know, maybe take that trip, but it's not because of some lavish experience desire. It's because they want to spend time with people because life has been stinking busy up to this point. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you just to comment on that, that, you know, what are you seeing there and kind of the wide range of dreams per se that you, that you see people put on the table? Right. You know, a hundred percent. I don't have, 
you know, people who want to take a trip to the moon as one of their dreams, you know, but sometimes you think of big, big things like that, you know, that a majority of my clients are even seeing a shift of, well, I want to be able to help my kids. And that's a legacy piece. And how important is that, that I don't need to leave a big amount to my family, you know, once you're gone, but being able to help them along the way, that's so gratifying. And that's something that I see a ton of for, you know, taking those, renting a family cabin and doing some of those things together. And it's mostly wrapped around security. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, security, I think is such an interesting word too, because, you know, again, everybody has this different definition of what they want in life. And I think too, and this is where my brain goes with it is that, you know, when you think about the word security, that can often be like a core value for somebody, you know, as where I am maybe a little bit more inclined to take risks than maybe somebody else that, that we're helping or supporting at the time. So I would be curious, how do you personally define value alignment and how have you seen that played up, seen it played out in the people that you've helped over the years? You know, for me, I think it's something that I'm constantly working on because, you know, what's important to me and as a goal and a value is, is working and helping people, but also being a mom of a huge family. (laughs) So I have all these kids and it's important to me to be both. And I've kind of said from the start, I'm not willing to sacrifice one or the other. I'm both. And I need to be the best that I can be. Sometimes it's not 50, 50 every day. It might mean, you know, one week I'm making homemade, beautiful cupcakes for conferences. And the next week I forget snow pants (laughs) or maybe I'm traveling for work and I'm gone a ton or trying to be flexible for client meetings. And then the next week, you know, I might leave a little earlier, an hour early and go for ice cream with the kids. But trying to be able to be all that I can be sometimes means lowering expectations and being okay with knowing it's give and take in both ways and having that alignment to say things don't need to be exactly black and white, which is my brain sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, being able to know that eventually I've, I've done what I needed to do in both places, even though I'm not straight one or the other. Mm. And I think, you know, retirement's like that too. It's, it's not just, you have to be all in and all traveling or you're all in or all at home. It's finding that balance and saying, okay, here's what's important to me. How do I make that work? It might mean heading down South for a couple months. And now you don't get to be at some of those grandkids events and some of those things that are important. But when you're home, you're all in and get to do those things. And we see a lot of that with our clients too. Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like? Not the dream that your friends have or your parents maybe had or your coworkers. Your best dream the unreasonable one, the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the dream architecture book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today. 
And I, I keep thinking there's a couple of things here. You know, you and I have obviously talked a lot about this whole like perfect Im- or imperfect balance or perfect imbalance, however you want to say it, that there is so much give and take in life. And there are times where you're all in over here and you're maybe not so much over here and then it flip-flops. And I think too, on the topic of transitions that you're dead on, that every phase of life be it, you know, your empty nesters that you might deal with or retiring, kind of moving from one chapter to a next, there's ebb and flow that can help people living really fulfilled lives rather than putting all their eggs in one basket. Because I think that's where things can get a little bit slippery where, you know, people think, and I know you and I've talked about this before too, but for our listeners purpose, you know, somebody who says I, in retirement, I'm going to golf. That's what I want to do. And they get in and they, you know, golf for maybe a month or two. And they're like, yeah, there's a lot more to life than this. I kind of miscalculated or misjudged. So are are there certain things that you see there where people kind of maybe lean too much on one hobby or one purpose without kind of expanding and really opening their eyes to all the, the opportunity that's out there? Do you see that at all? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think oftentimes you get so caught up in, I can't wait to not have to get up a certain time every day or not have that nine to five or the eight to five or whatever it may be. And being so looking forward to having no stress that getting into retirement almost seems like a shock because, you know, I hate to be the one to break it to everybody. You're always going to have stress. (laughs) It just shifts to something different. And that's what I see a lot of is okay, you might not have the stress of deadlines and maybe, you know, making certain meetings and quotas and things like that. But now your stress shifts to family. And, you know, I've seen that a lot with my family members that have retired. I'm like, you can't call me every day. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Like, I know you're stressing about how everything's going and how the the grandkids are and things, but your stress just shifts to something different. So Mm. understanding that, retirement isn't this magic end all solution where everything's perfect. It's finding that balance for you. Just like with the golf, it's not this magical solution that now you get to spend all your time golfing is you need many different things to be able to shift on. And that's why I like to focus too, a lot on what are you retiring to? You know, it's great to know what you're retiring from. That's fabulous and something to look forward to, but also what are you going to do to spend, you know, to fill that time. So you're not caught up in, watching TV and the news and, you know, it's not the most positive thing ever. So trying to find, you know, exactly what that new purpose of yours looks like. Mm. You know, it's an interesting segue here too, because the the thing that we really shoot for at Sweet Financial and, and Amber in particular is absolutely wonderful at this. And it's working on inspiring people to really think bigger, to think different, to expand upon what they want out of life. So Amber, because I think people learn so well from, from personal context, and you made me think of this because you mentioned the news, which is, you know, I can't think of a single time where people are talking about the news, especially in today's world, where they flip it on and they're like, wow, I'm so inspired to just take on the world. You know, most of the time people are crabby or mad or sad or frustrated or whatever that looks like. So Amber, personal example, you know, what are some things, maybe one or two things that you do when you're feeling down or discouraged, or you're feeling, you know, in a slump, you know, what are some things that you do to come out of that personally? And and how might that apply to your client base? Sure. You know, I probably get to cheat a little bit because I have all these little kids at home. So all you need to say is mom needs a hug and you're swarmed with hugs and kisses, which is a really good way (laughs) to get out of a slump. But 
you know, something that everyone can do and that I'm such a fan of is writing a list of all of the things that are good. Because I think no matter what's happening, you can be in a really like crazy, terrible spot. There's always something good and Mm. helping read that really draws you out and thinking about, okay, it stinks that my car broke down and now I'm late for work, but you still have a job. You know, your job's going to be understanding and knowing that, Hey, I have a job to go to, or I'm stressed about some meetings I have at work. You have a job to go to, or, you know, I'm stressed about all the grocery shopping I have to do, but it means you have important people to feed. So Mm -hmm. trying to change that mindset and taking something specifically negative and turning it into a positive. And I think that's really helpful. And another thing too, is thinking what's stressing me out today and is it going to make a difference in one year? And that's one that I focus a lot on too, because Sometimes, especially at night, I find I'm one that I get up a lot at night, I'm a restless sleeper, and then I kind of stress about things and think about things. And I just need to write and say, will this stress me out in one year from now? And nine times out of 10, no. So why put the energy into it? And that can kind of, you know, get me back on the track to realize that not everything is maybe as bad as it seems, because once you get in that mindset, it's everything can just keep bringing you down and you're piling more and more on. And then eventually you can feel like you can't handle it anymore. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think too, it's like those positive daily affirmations of things that you, you know, you're grateful for and that, you know, are good in your life. And, you know, when times are tough and and things are uncertain and the crazy world that, that we've been in, you know, I think those little intentional maneuvers are so important and so valuable. So I appreciate you sharing the, the personal stuff too, not just the client stuff. So I'd love to know, Amber, what are you working on right now that has you really excited? What's got you motivated? What's got you personally jazzed up for the future? You know, really, I was, when I was kind of thinking through everything, when I was going through what's positive for me right now is just my clients and the relationships that I've built, you know, I'm a really personal person. So I'm, I'm an open book. I'll share anything with anyone pretty much. And that relationship has really grown in with my clients. And that's, what's been really neat is having that family type relationship with everyone. And you know, the amount of birthday calls I get or Mother's Day notes and calls and cards. And, you know, it's really so much more than trying to save in taxes or trying to find the best risk over adverse investments or different things like that. You know, those things are good, but it's, it's the personal relationship. And I just think about how much I love coming to work and having all these meetings that I'm not like, oh gosh, I have a full day of meetings this is just such a drag. It's like, oh, you know, they're coming in and they're coming in. Oh, I can't wait to see them and hear about their family and their grandkids. And it's just, I'm so lucky to be able to be in a space where I get to spend all day, you know, with people I really like. Mm. I think that's so wonderful. And you know, it makes me think too, that when people initially engage with us or maybe start working with, with you or one of the advisors here at the company, they might come because they have some sort of problem that needs to be solved, right? Like maybe they just sold their business and they're trying to make sure that they invest wisely going into the future, or, you know, maybe they've worked diligently for years and years and years, and now it's time to roll over a 401k. So they're coming with certain strategies or tactics that they know they need solved for, but the reason they end up staying is 
absolutely the people. And it's what you just talked about and how you foster relationships. And, you know, when Amber talks about being an empathetic person, she is not exaggerating with that. Like she's somebody who truly feels and cares. And that's why I was so excited to have you on here today, because I think that there's so much value that you continue to put out into the world. So Amber, before I ask my last couple quick questions, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, wants to learn how they could maybe engage with a free kind of discovery meeting, how you might be able to support them, how would they get a hold of you? You know, a really great way is email. So amber at sweetfinancial.com. That's a fabulous way that you can give me all the details. <laughs> I welcome all of it. <laughs> and it's a great way that if I happen to be in another meeting with a great client that I can get back to you later at night or after my meetings. Mm. Yeah. If you really want to wow Amber, just send her a spreadsheet. She'll be really <laughs> excited. <laughs> Especially if it's like a deep one with expenses and forecasts. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll really, really be excited to help you. So Amber, what's something, a big dream or aspiration that you personally have for your future? You know, one of the, the biggest and probably most important things to me is raising good quality kids too, that are empathetic too. I think that especially in the world that we live in the past couple of years has been weird. And, you know, I think we've lost a lot of the, the personal touches and some of those different things. I mean, you think about little kids, they were taught, Oh, don't touch this person. Don't go near this person. You know, they might have germs. And I want my kids to be kids that always want to help somebody else and put others first. And, you know, I think about my oldest, she's in kindergarten and they have to bring a snack every day. And she came home the other day and she's like, mom, how come some kids don't have snacks? And I'm like, well, I said, you know, maybe buddy, they forgot, or maybe they can't, they don't have snacks to bring. And she thought about it for a minute. And she's like, well, that's sad. That's terrible. So now every day she packs a couple extra snacks and I'm like, Tugging at this mama's heartstrings to think that's how we want to raise our kids. And that's ultimately, you know, my kids, if they can be really awesome humans and then they can treat other people really awesome and that keeps spreading, it's such a small difference that I can make that can potentially turn into something really awesome, you know, and just thinking through, we had this big event back in December and the speaker came and he was talking about teammates and holding each other accountable. And I'm like, gosh, that really resonated with me too. Thinking about making, holding other people accountable in a way that if something happens that you don't agree with, it's not a bad thing to say, Hey, that wasn't really kind. You know, you think about, especially in a school setting and kids that can be uncomfortable, but teaching them to be like, Hey, it's okay to hold other people accountable to being better. I'm like, gosh, that's such a cool message to instill on your kids so that they're not afraid to be like, Hey, don't do that. That's not okay. Mm. I I love that so much. And I think that there's so much to be taken away from that too, that, you know, it goes back to kind of how you started this out, how people are thinking constantly about legacy and, you know, the impact they want to make and participating in that now. And I think the example you just gave for your own aspirations it's all about participating in the future right now. 
And I think that's something that anybody listening to this can actively use as a takeaway and implement into their own life, regardless of what stage they're in. So I love that example. such a beautiful example. So last question, Amber, as we round out for today, what's one piece of advice that you would love to leave with our listeners? I think number one thing is just in regards to your finances in general is doing a little more now makes a huge difference later on. And, you know, we could be here all day and I can send you lots of tips <laughs> of what some of those little things could be, but it's amazing of thinking about that sooner rather than later and never thinking, well, I'm too late to make any changes to some of these things. You know, I think about people who've gone through transitions they're like, gosh, I wish I would have known about that before. And I want to change the conversation to be like, I'm so glad I had you to think about that Mm -hmm. because we're never going to think about, well, what happens to me if I lose my spouse early or if I lose my job or something really unfortunate happens, there's so many things you can do in advance to help those different types of scenarios go smoother, or there's so many little changes you can make to make retirement even better. And being able to think about that stuff sooner is so important. And even like you'd mentioned with your legacy, thinking about what's important to you aside from just, I can't wait until I'm 60, whatever, or 50, whatever to retire is thinking about what does that mean? That helps you be intentional about every decision that you make, because it's easy to, to know, okay, I should save a little bit more for retirement and then get into retirement and be like, I should have saved a little bit more. But I've never had anybody say, I saved way too much for retirement (laughs) or be mad at me that I encourage them to save too much. So thinking about that stuff sooner and taking that initiation, because we get busy, we get caught up in the day to day. And one year later, you're like, oh, I still need to do that. So just taking that initiating that stuff now. Mm. You know, I think that's such great advice. And the thing that I've seen in you, Amber, is after witnessing you helping so many different people through major transitions and what, you know, we mentioned this a little bit briefly in Amber's bio, but she's worked closely with people through some really hard stuff. So when she talks about the loss of a spouse, she talks about, you know, retirement and kind of the shock value that can happen while we might make a little bit light of it in the conversation. These are really, really heavy things. And while she may not be able to take away the pain necessarily, she certainly helps the process become a lot easier and a lot more simplified. So Amber, I know that I can speak on behalf of our whole leadership team. We're so proud of you. We're proud of your growth and just how you show up for your clients. It's just obvious that relationships truly matter to you. So it has been my great pleasure having you on here today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. And next time I'll try not to have as many butterflies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you killed it. So that's all that matters. That wraps up today's episode of the dream architect life podcast. Be sure to like, and subscribe so that you are the first to know anytime new content drops. We'll catch you right back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning. 